Welcome to the Child Care Business Coach. My name is Evelyn Knight. Today, I am multitasking. I am recording a Facebook Live that I'm doing and my podcast at the same time. So things might be a little bit different than they normally are. So today, we are going to be talking about staying uh, productive during a crisis. And as you can see, if you're on my live video, I am multitasking again today. I'm recording my podcast at the same time as uh, I am going live. So I figured I might as well get this content out in both platforms for my podcast audience and for my Facebook audience. So I hope everybody is having a great day um, so far. I hope the week isn't too stressful. I will admit yesterday was pretty rough for me. Uh, it was one of those days where I really had to practice what I preach and keep focusing on the positive. It was um, just one of those days where, you know, just one thing after another, and it, it was kind of, it was rough. But, um, you know, you just got to shake it off and keep going no matter how things are right now. Today, staying productive through the crisis. And you guys, I'm glancing over at my other computer monitor here. That way I can just kind of stay focused on my notes today. But um, one of the things yesterday really popped out to me is one of the things that really helps us to stay focused is if we really focus on our blessings, what is good around us. And right now that is so hard, isn't it? It's, it's really, really difficult for us to see the positive that's happening around us to feel the goodness to let it sink in is just kind of hard right now. So try and focus on that try and um, just look around you and find the blessings. There's always blessings, right? Right now, it's it's hard to see it. It's hard to feel it. When we're struggling with our businesses, when everything is so uncertain, it's just so hard to see and focus on those blessings. So just work to try and find those right now. It, it really is important uh, just to try and be positive right now. So even if it's not at your center, you know, maybe focus on your staff that is showing up and they are doing a good job. You know, the families that have decided to pay you, even if they're not bringing their children uh, when you're at home, is your family well? There's so many blessings. Are your children well? You know, there's um, other people's children who aren't well right now. So really look at the things in your life that are good because we do have plenty of good in our lives. It's just right now, it's so easy for us to get caught up in the negativity and in how overwhelming and big things feel. Earlier this morning, I was on Facebook and reading some posts and people are asking, how long do you think this is going to last? And just the lack of hope and uncertainty just it breaks my heart to read that in the comments and on the posts. And I just, you know, we can focus on the positive, you guys, no matter what, there's always something good in our life. Look at your family, your friends, even your pets, right? There's my dogs are huge for me. So that's even something, you know, I, my cat, I love my dog. And so even if it's just your pets, they love you unconditionally. That's something that's positive. Just look around you intentionally, and you will find something to feel blessed about. So that's something. The other thing too is celebrate your wins. 
I was chatting online with another owner yesterday, and she messaged me um, a screenshot about something a parent had said, uh, uh, posted actually on Facebook about her center. And she just said that she doesn't even know how to feel right now. She was just so floored by how positive it was. And I think that really hit me because I get in the same boat where when you have those wins, and even if it's a small win, like a parent deciding that they're going to pay you without arguing, that is a win, right? Make sure that you take time to celebrate those. It almost feels weird right now to celebrate the wins. It almost feels out of place uh, or just not right for us to celebrate right now. Uh, it, it's it's just weird. It's a weird feeling, right? But we need to celebrate them. We need to acknowledge our wins. We need to really just um, be happy about them. It's okay right now to celebrate those little wins. You know, yesterday was Monday. A lot of us were doing our books, right? Or trying to charge tuition. If you're closed and you've got parents that are still paying your, you know, celebrate that. Celebrate every little thing you can, whatever it is, you know, just make sure you're taking time to celebrate the wins, no matter how awkward it feels right now. That is really, really important for us just to be able to make it through this and, you know, with our mental health in check. On the topic of being productive, that is something that will help us to be productive. If the better we're feeling and the better that we have a handle on things, the more productive it will help us to feel. So that will help us to stay focused, which is my next uh, topic. Right now, it is really easy to let distractions just come in and overwhelm us. There's so many things out there distracting us. And so I would really just recommend make a list of those distractions. And right now, I'm sure the biggest ones are the news and social media. Those seem to be the things that distract us the most right now. Those are the things that really have us just engrossed. And before you know it, you have just spent hours on social media. So when you open up your Facebook or your Instagram, whatever it is, even if you're on TikTok, just to release some steam, put a timer on, time yourself, make sure you're not wasting a lot of time, especially in the negativity. I know, um, I've told you guys, I can be a news junkie, I can turn the news on and leave it on for hours. That's something we really just want to avoid right now, is just letting ourselves become obsessed with that negativity because it will drain us right now. So focus on putting timers on anything we need to do in order to really manage that overwhelm, right? And also just to be productive and get things done. The next thing, if your center is closed, now is a great time to work on all those projects that you've been wanting to get done, but never have time to do. If you're able to go to your center and uh, get some work done, now is a fantastic time to do some maintenance, like painting, deep cleaning, rearranging classrooms, really doing an inventory of your supplies, you know, especially in the classrooms. What kind, what does your, what does the 
your dramatic play look like? Do you have enough? You know, if if you've got the Itters and Eckers books, those are fantastic resources right now to just go through, especially if you are in a STARS program, QRIS, or going through accreditation. Now's a great time to make sure that your classrooms are fully stocked if you're, a, you know, by yourself. And I know if you're closed, it's probably because everything's quarantined. But if you're alone and you can work through or even just with one other teacher or something where you're keeping your social distance, but you're able to really just take stock of what each classroom has. How does it look? Can you really just work in that room? Um, That is something that's really great to do right now. How are your parent handbooks? How are your employee handbooks? work on them? How many years has it been since you updated them? That's something in our membership we're going to be, I'm going to focus on is like, let's get working on those handbooks. If you're still open, that's a little bit more difficult to do because right now, I know for me in my center, I have so much being thrown at me right now. And every day is different. And every day it's a new like, obstacle. I am taking advantage of that, though. I'm taking the opportunity to create new policies constantly, right? And if you're one of my members, that's something I'm sharing with you guys. Every single one, I'm sharing with you guys each and every one of those. So every time I create a policy, I give it to my members, because I'm sure we're going through the same things. Really focus on all of that right now. Just focus on all of that, you know, just what you can. The other thing is, get structured. One of the things I noticed this weekend when I gave myself that time to just kind of pull back and think, normally I'm really, really structured right now. And I wake up every morning and I do a daily schedule for myself. I teach this concept in my time management training for owners and directors, but I make an annual calendar and then I make a monthly calendar, and then I make a weekly calendar, and then I make a daily calendar. And I literally start every single one of my days normally in devotion time. And then after my devotion time and my prayer time, I go into planning and I plan out my days. I look at, you know, my schedule and, and that's why I break it down. Cause I know annually, these are all the things that need to get done. And I, I literally too, um, I have a training on all of this just to help you learn how to really manage your time and be able to fit the most in with the least amount of stress. So I noticed last week, uh, over the weekend that I haven't been doing my daily schedule. Last week, I didn't even do my weekly schedule. And I just kind of realized that I felt all week last week, I was really chaotic. That definitely added to the feeling of chaos. I have to have my schedule. I've, and so that was something I committed to this week. Like, okay, last week, I didn't follow schedule, which right now we need it more than anything. We need those systems we have in place to keep us together more than anything right now, right? The stress that I was feeling, that is a huge contributor. You know, right now we need to control what we can, since we have no control over this situation. I can control my time management. I can control my productivity. I'm only adding to my stress by not controlling my time management and not being productive. So that was something I recommitted to that I need to create my schedules every single day again. I need to get on my calendar every night before I go to bed and make sure you know, I've got a good um, summary of the day. And then every morning, 
first thing, I just, I need to recommit to that. Last week, I was just waking up looking for the first disaster I had to tackle. And that's normally something I do not do. I don't allow myself to open my phone. I don't allow myself to turn on any kind of electronic or anything to the outside world until I'm done with my devotion time and I'm done with my planning. Then I open myself up. And I wasn't doing that last week. The first thing I was doing was looking at my messages, looking at social media, and then listening to the news, which put me in like just, I got to go mode, right? It made basically what's happening from a psychological perspective is it's putting me in fight or flight mode every day. We don't have to be in fight or flight mode every day, guys. That is something we are choosing. And that's something that's so important for you. If you guys are feeling like you're in a frenzy right now, it's because we're choosing to be in fight or flight mode. We just need to make a conscious decision not to allow that right now. We need to take control of our brains because right now our brains are going to want to divert to the primitive part of ourselves, right? It's going to want to let, you know, it doesn't want the frontal lobe to take over right now. It wants to go into fight or flight. We cannot allow that. We have to literally step back and take control and tell yourself, I am not going to allow myself to go into fight or flight mode. I am going to create a plan every single day. Okay. So that it's very important to keep a hold of things and to get things done. Getting structured is really important. So what I would recommend doing is create a list of things that need to get done. If your center is closed, make yourself a list of all the things you always want to do, but you never have time to do. Those things that would be so nice to get to, right? But we just don't have the time because we're dealing with everyday life. Then I want you to take that list and I want you to prioritize it. What one of these tasks will create the most value? And right now, I want you to think in terms of selling your center, okay? Because right now, when this is all over, we're gonna have some work to do. We're gonna have to do some recuperating of our centers, right? So I want you to think of what is gonna create the most value in my center that will help me enroll the most children when we reopen. And that's how you're going to prioritize your list, right? Don't underestimate things like having a good employee handbook, having a good um, parent handbook. All of that structure is really what will up your quality and quality will keep you full. That was the turning point for me as an owner, you guys, is when I upped my quality, that's when I really, really turned that corner and started going from always scrambling from enrollment to having a wait list. And I'll tell you, as an owner and a director, I was really scared to do that. It's expensive, right? In your mind, you think quality is so expensive, but it is, I cannot even explain to you how worth it is. And it doesn't have to be that expensive. I do teach techniques to make it not so expensive. I've learned how to achieve it, but it really was the difference. I've, I have been a struggling owner. You guys, I've told you guys that I've almost lost everything at one point and I've gone to being successful with parents literally trying to bribe their way into my center. I've, I don't know if you guys listen to my podcast, but once upon a time, I had a parent offer me $500 cash to put their child to the top of my wait list. And it really was quality. So focus on what can you do to make your center better? How can you increase your center's quality in order to bring that enrollment back? I read an article yesterday from the NAEYC, and they're estimating that 70% of centers are not going to make it back from this. 
do not be one of those 70%. Focus on your quality right now. That also means that a lot of those parents are not going to have a spot. They're still going to go back to work, but they're not going to have a spot for childcare. So focus on upping your quality because we're going to have tours after this. It's going to come back. We're going to have tours. So focus on your qualities. Make sure that you're focusing on research-based quality. This isn't quality that you define as quality. This is quality that is research-based and backed by science, okay? If you don't know what that is, start doing the research now. Look up what um, NAEYC standards are. Get the Itters and the Eckers book. And I can actually put those in the comments so you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, but it's the environmental ratings your go-to for everything because that is, I mean, these people do nothing but research what produces the best outcomes from children. And they summarize it in a really easy book for us, right? And these books are like literally like checklists that you can go through, you can, and you can use it to see how is your center su supplied? How is your, how are your policies? Those are the kind of productive things that are going to increase your value that will end up in turn helping your center produce more income. Okay, so that is something we really want to focus on right now is just that, you know, because we're all going to be hurting after this, no matter how good you are doing, you're going to be hurting. I had a wait list of 200, but this is still going to hurt. So just be, um, let's see, Melissa says people are going to be desperate to go back to work. We can use this time. Yes, absolutely. Use this time to rethink your program, make it better. We have the time. I normally have 100 plus children in my center. I usually anywhere from 100 to 115. I had 55 yesterday. So even though we're busy, that still does give us time, right? To do some auditing, to do some different things. So just do not let yourself obsess. Don't freeze. Do not let yourself obsess over the what ifs, the negativity. Be productive. You got, It will also help your mental health. Find those things. And uh, for my members, that's something we're really going to be working on. So if you're one of my members, I'm going to really start helping you focus on that stuff, focus on higher quality standards that end up producing income. One of the other things when I up my quality, I was able to increase my prices by $25 a week per child. And let me tell you, I live in an, a low income area. I know the first thing that owners are going to think is, oh, parents are going to pay that. Yeah, I thought that too. That's exactly the kind of um, mindset I was stuck in, but it is not an accurate mindset. Two big mindset issues that I had that were totally wrong when I was not a successful owner is that quality is too expensive and that parents can't afford to pay for it. Okay. When you up your quality, it comes, I promise the money follows. So and not only that, but you're doing what's best for the children. Um, the well, there's and there is one other one, I thought I was really high quality, but I wasn't until I really started being research based. And then I was able to really just uh, and, and I can tell you guys, like the way my centers run, my classrooms are just beautifully ran. I don't have a lot of the major behavior issues. Uh, when you start upping your quality, all of those really tough behavior issues go away. Um, and a lot of a lot of the problems, your teachers are happier, you get better employee retention, quality is just so much easier to manage, right? So not only are you making more money, but suddenly your center is 
just flur- it's doing better period employees are easier to manage everything just kind of falls into place when you prioritize quality so i i cannot stress that enough to you guys so but i think a lot of owners we just don't know and i can tell you guys if your your center is following an uh, elementary school model that is not quality the way i explain this uh, to people that i'm working with one on one Think of it this way. You would not teach a second, third, or fourth grader the same way you treat a seventh and eighth grader, right? You're not going to have them go from one classroom to another with six different teachers a day. That's not something we can do because we know it's not developmentally appropriate for a third and fourth grader to be taught the same way that we teach seventh and eighth graders. So why on earth in the preschool world do we think it's okay to structure our classrooms like a second and third grade classroom. That makes no sense at all. It is not developmentally appropriate and it leads to behavior problems. Behavior problems lead to unhappy parents and unhappy parents make it very hard for you to fill your center. But when you have a really high quality research-based program, parents are fighting to get in because everybody's talking about you. So keep that in mind. If you're running your center like an elementary school, you really need to relook at it. If your kids are sitting at tables all day doing photocopied sheets, you may feel like it's quality, but it's not. And I know that's a harsh reality, but it is. And I had to go through this once upon a time too. I was the owner once who thought because I was like, you know, so focused on these other things that are really meaningless to young children. I thought I was doing a good job. And then when I really, really started to do research on it and really just honed in on it, I just realized like, well, this isn't really what they need. Um, if you've ever gone, if you go through an AC accreditation or a STARS program, you'll just, you'll be able to see that pretty clearly. Okay, so getting structured and don't pull back right now. Make sure that you're sending the message that you are still here that your center is going to survive and that you're still here. I would even actively encourage enrolling. If you've got spots, why not? Even if you're closed, there's no reason that you can't say, okay, when we we reopen, we'll be enrolling for this, this, and this. Make sure the public knows you're still there. Make sure that you still have a presence. Make sure your parents know. Everybody is really scared. The entire nation is looking at small businesses and businesses in general that are going to be shut down. They know that a lot of people aren't coming back from this. Make sure that you're out there. Make sure you're being positive. Make sure you're letting your families know, I'm coming back. And when I do, I'm going to be stronger, better, whatever. If you're going to have spots available that you know of, because maybe some of your parents aren't getting their job back, start, you know, don't be afraid to start enrolling. Don't be afraid to start having those conversations. If you've got a wait list, don't be afraid. Get it going now. Uh, Having that presence now, now is a great opportunity to make sure, even if you guys are just posting things on local social media pages, you know, we're encouraging children, parents, just anything that you can right now, make sure people know you are there and especially your families. Uh, The other thing, if you're closed or if you're open right now, now is a great time. If you don't have a Facebook group or an Instagram page for your center, get it going now, do it now and get your families on there. Get that line of communication so that they see you all the time and they know you're not going anywhere. If you're closed and your competitor is open, that's something to really be careful of, right? Because you've got to really ask yourself, 
Will they be back? Make sure that they know. Make sure you build that relationship. That's something that's really, really important right now is building relationships. From chatting with a lot of you guys in Messenger, one of the biggest things that I'm noticing and seeing is those of you who are not having a hard time with your parents paying you and with that consistency, the ones who are not having a hard time have built really good relationships. Those of you who are really struggling and parents are arguing with you and you don't, you don't have those relationships. So it's time to have a really good heart to heart with yourself and do some reality checks. Like how do you need to build these relationships? Relationships is what builds loyalty. Relationships is what are going to keep your customers and your staff loyal to you. Two really, really important things to think about right now. Now's a really good time to just analyze your center as a business and figure out what do I need to do to make it stronger and better. Now's a great time. So don't pull back you guys on your advertising, you know, and I'm not saying that you have to advertise in a monetary way. I mean, like if you watched if you went through my enrollment workshop, I did I gave you guys a bunch of free advertising techniques. And if you guys want, um, I left it there is a unit still in there, especially for those of you who are home do the unit I put together on enrolling. I talk a lot about how to brand your center. It's a lot. Enrollment is huge. I know we think of it as just enrolling children. But if you go through my enrollment um, unit that I put together for you in the unit section, you'll see there's a lot more to enrollment than just enrolling a child. That's where I, I have five different sessions on how to enroll children. So go through it again and just look at the things you can do that are free that you could be getting your center out there right now. You Branding right now is a really great opportunity. Making sure that people know that we're here and we're here to stay is a pretty big deal right now. So just really, really watch that. That's what I have for you guys today. Just stay productive, stay positive, um, and just really try to focus on those blessings. Uh, I do have some notes from yesterday's session. I have some notes from today's I'll be posting for you guys. So you have it in writing, just the overview of what we've talked about here. And uh, if you guys have any questions again for Friday's session, just let me know. I hope you guys all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Um, And again, if you're replaying, feel free to leave me messages. You're welcome, Melissa. Thank you. Bye, guys. Well, I hope that was some positive information for you. And I hope that you are doing well out there. Uh, If you're not a part of my Facebook group, I will link in the show notes to how you can become a part of it. And if you're interested in becoming a member of our membership group, we do a lot of work right now, especially now. It is so important to be in a supportive network that can help you to make sure that your center survives this. And that's really, really what we're working on right now. We get together every Tuesday and Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and through Zoom so that you guys, I can see you guys, you can ask me questions, we can actually have conversations, which is nice. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, I will link my membership site to the show notes also. So you guys take care of yourself most importantly right now and have a wonderful day.